Welcome to Lead to Succeed. This is the podcast to hear from the leaders of today in various fields from entrepreneurs to corporate directors. We hear their stories, lessons learned and challenges faced, as well as insights and advice to become a successful and an inspiring leader. The podcast is presented by us, Callum and Rebecca Jenkins, as we both believe that we all have the potential to be outstanding leaders if that's what we choose. Welcome everybody to our Lead to Succeed podcast and today we have Leanne Bonner-Cook who is the founder and CEO of Ebate. Now, I'm sure Leanne will tell us a little bit more about Ebate and introduce herself in just a second, but a quick overview. It's an end-to-end software as a service solution to manage rebates. I guess that would be a good way to describe it, Leanne. Would you like to give a better introduction, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am the CEO and founder of Ebate. So Ebate is a software tool that we took to market in 2018 uh, to manage rebates. And a rebate essentially is a proportion of an invoice that is given back again based on meeting some criteria. So they're known as rebates, overriders, promotional incentives. Um, So something has happened in terms of meeting some business criteria and the buyer gets a percentage of money back. But it's quite difficult to track. So that's what our software solution does. It sets up the agreement it analyzes the amount of money it's owing and deals with all the payments and claims as well. That's um, going to be interesting to find out about the challenges you faced in setting up the business and talking about all things leadership, challenges and practical advice. So Callum, you're going to kick off. Yeah, so thanks for coming on the podcast with us, Leanne. Great to have you on. Um, now, I just wanted to kick off a, a fairly simple question. I'm sure from, uh, you know, having run your own business, you might have a slightly different perspective on leadership to perhaps some of our other guests who have been in kind of more of a corporate uh, side of things. Um, so I just wanted to kick off and ask what leadership kind of on a whole means to you. I think for me, leadership is about setting the vision for the business and the company and what the strategy is going to be. I Then it's about having the missions and your values um, aligned and then embedding a team or recruiting a team um, that, that fully understand and are brought into helping you um, deliver that, that vision. So for me, then, once that team's in place, it's really about then um, making sure they have the right tools and the knowledge to be able to do their job effectively and deliver what that vision is is looking likely to be um, and also then support them so in terms of leadership I think it's taking that holistic view looking outside assessing where you are against the competition like always really re-evaluating that strategy to make sure that that it is correct and we don't need to make tweaks to it as we go along along on the journey but also it's about communicating to the team what that is so we are all on the same journey I think what often happens is that we are all on a journey but it's our own Cool. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's quite similar to what a lot of our guests say about, you know, having the vision and, you know, you talk about, you know, like getting the, the right team in place to have the right tool and having the right team in place to kind of deliver on your values and your goals. Um, and then also support, sort of supporting them with the right tools and everything to kind of deliver on that vision. So if we said perhaps like one of the traits of an effective leader is kind of empowering your team, um, would you have perhaps like a couple of other traits that, you know, someone who's an effective leader might um, have or develop over time? 
I do. I mean, I think it's, it's several things, really. So I think it is about empowering your team. Um, but I think there's more to it than that. I think it's about really, if you're like building up for your next leaders or the leaders of the future, then I, I think it's more around um, empowering them. But it's about them buying into the vision. So you need to be able to see the bigger picture. So I think when you're leading to achieve the vision, you've got to start looking outwards of your organization, not just inwards. And I think typically people that manage or are in a big organization, are quite focused on their area and I think when you're leading a team or, or a business then it's a wider uh, holistic view that you need to be taking. I also think that it's about attitude so you've really got to have a positive mindset um, because it's about leading and inspiring the team to follow you. Um, energy so I think you've got to have the energy to um, motivate and drive the team forward. And really, then it comes to ownership, which is the accountability part, which I think everybody needs to play a part in within a business anyway. Uh, but again, they will only take accountability if you've inspired them to are clear about what the objectives are and what the vision is of the company. Sure. Thanks, Sean. I think those are all you know, really good points. Um, and one of the things that people often mention is about like getting buy-in from the team, like buy-in for the vision and the, and the culture of what you're trying to achieve in the business. Do you have any perhaps like specific or kind of like generic advice of how people can kind of do that with a team and do it effectively what well, establish the vision and the mission no in terms of like actually getting the sort of getting the culture right in the business so that people oh. like your team like buy into that like that's something that a lot of people kind of say i'm just wondering like if you had any advice oh. on how to actually achieve that kind of buy-in yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I'll tell you about the strategy that we use it within Ebate itself. So we have something called our BMOST, um, which is our vision mission. And then it's about the objectives uh, that the team, uh, like really, um, what objectives each team has to deliver that vision, and then what the individual's KPIs are below that driving in. So it is like a pyramid, basically. Um, and that's communicated to all the team. We have it actually laminated on people's desks so that they are fully aware of what that is. I think when you're recruiting, it's about recruiting against those values as well and making sure that people are bought in. And quite often with values, we have like just buzzwords scattered around and it's like, well, really, if you have values, then believe in them, live them, breathe them. And that starts to dictate your culture as well. Uh, and you recruit against them. So the culture then sort of like generates itself as you go along. So, for instance, our um, our uh, values are one team working with pride and passion, innovating solutions. So they're quite simple, but it can make a sentence as well. So it's about one team, uh, pride, passion, innovating. So we have four. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. It's almost kind of in a sense that the people you're bringing into the business kind of already share the values that you have as a business in the first place anyway to kind of make that whole process a lot more streamlined effectively. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, now, just kind of one thing to wrap up on, on my part. Um, I was just wondering if there was a particular time in your career, like the, or the first time, um, or perhaps the time that just stood out for you, um, where you felt like you sort of stepped into a leadership position and kind of perhaps what did you, you learn from that and like the key sort of takeaways you got from that experience? I think for me, it's when I first set up on my own business, because even though you may lead teams within a corporate organization, which is where I came from, mm. you really are managing it and you've got a lot of support around you. So when I first set up on my own, there was no support from HR. There was no finance support. There was no senior leaders. And then you realize how much reliance you do put on other people around you and the team around you. Um, so for me, that was like um, the realization that actually you are now at the top of the helm and there is nobody else. It's you and you're the one that is accountable. 
But I, and that isn't saying that you then have to do it all. I think there then it's about exploring uh, to find out, uh, seeking help around you from experts and bringing them into your network. So I think your job as a leader is not to do and I am finance trained so for a long time I did all the finances for my companies um, and that was absolutely the wrong decision and it was taking my focus of what I was good at and leading the business forward and I was getting too much into the detail so I think it is about creating the team around you that do the delivery and the accountability but you're leading you're mentoring you're coaching uh, to get them to where they need to be. Pretty nice. So it pretty much goes back to the sort of kind of I don't know if it's the same or not but sort of focusing on what you're good at and um, bringing in people that you need to help you, you know, drive things forwards and kind of, as we said at the start, like empowering them to, to be the best that they can be. But it's so easy to focus on the bits that you can do or you are good at. And, and I think anybody has a tendency or most people have a tendency to do what they like as well. And I think when you're first in a leadership position, there's maybe some things that you don't like. So you end up reverting uh, back to the things that you like doing, um, which which is probably where you need to just lift yourself up and keep reminding yourself, you know, what is your role as a leader? Sure. There are some things I'd really like to pick up on, Leanne, and one of them is attitude. So you, you mentioned the importance of attitude uh, as a leader and finding people with the right attitude. What is it in that attitude that you're looking for? And do you look for in people that you might want to promote to managers or leaders in your business? I, I think it's that can-do attitude that I, I'll go and find out and, and not be defeatist. So I think it's about being resilient in, in terms of your attitude, but also having, having that ability to, to learn. Um, and I'm a great believer that we could all go and get skills. If we have a passion to want to do something and the right attitude, we'll learn anyway. We can't always get the right attitude, do you mean by that? I mean, do you think that's something that we can learn to get? I don't think we can. I think I think it's embedded in people. I think it's part of their core um, makeup and their belief system. Um, they've. I think people. You can develop your attitude absolutely, but I think you've either got it or you haven't. That's, a, that's um, an interesting perspective because I. I think it's a. My view is that we've got to make people think about their attitude, and I. In my experience, you get people to a point, and you can show them a different way but maybe they just don't want to, to make that change and therefore you can't do anything more uh, with them. And sometimes it means you have to say goodbye to them um, as part of your team. Um, I'd love to talk about, Leanne, you made that leap into setting up your own business. How big a leap was that for you? And what have been some real challenges in that journey? Because we have listeners that are thinking about maybe setting up their own business. So what advice would you give and what real challenges did you face? I think that's a really interesting question because what I would say is many challenges along the journey. So, I mean, I think starting off when I first went from that corporate world that was all um, nice and you had a good salary and you had all that support network to suddenly being on your own, then I'd say the biggest challenge I faced was realization that running a business is uh, more probably more difficult than you think it is. And typically you decide to set up in business because you're good at something. Um, and in my case, that was consultancy. I was good at what I did in the consultancy space around IT. Um, 
Um, so decided that I would set up a consultancy business. Uh, but very, very quickly, you come to the realization that while well, having a business, and depending on, again, if you want to grow it or not, but even if you don't, and it's just you as a one-man band, then, you know, what is your market? Who are you targeting? What's your differentiator? Why would they come to you? What's your messaging? All things that I'd never even had to think about before. So that learning curve was quite steep. And I would say probably the lesson there is that maybe I should have done a little bit more um, research in the first instance um before just like going hey i'll set up my own business um <laughs> and, and unfortunately there are a lot of resources out there though there's a lot out there there's a lot of people that can help um so i wouldn't be afraid to do it but i just think like plan it out a little a little bit more uh thorough in the first instance and really have a good business case because i think even though plans change and, and you know business cases change i think that there still is you have to have a vision and a target of what you're trying to achieve um to be able to be moving in the right direction and always checking yourself off against that were there any moments, Leanne, when you thought, oh, my goodness, why on earth have I done this? I, I ought to go back to perhaps a corporate life or, or not. Did you ever have those thoughts? Yeah, I have. And, and I'll give you two like real examples that are poles apart as well. So, um, I mean, clearly, I think the first time I had to make redundancies uh, within my own business, I, I felt guilty. I felt bad for the individuals and their well-being. Um, but then I had a business coach myself at the time. And actually, when you rationalize it, it wasn't down to me. You know, their skills were outdated. They were given the opportunity to reskill and retrain, but didn't take the opportunity. And really, that isn't my problem to a certain extent so whilst as a leader you're there to offer those opportunities and to encourage people to change you can't force them to change and I think if you're not on that same journey then, then you're not so I think my learnings there were that you've got to make business decisions not emotional decisions and I think in a lot of cases I've put off making decisions because of the emotional um pull on you um, rather than making them for business. So a phrase that I then learned really for myself was about being fair, firm, but demanding. And I feel now if I live my life by those rules in business, then if you are doing those things, you can go to sleep at night. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot in there that I can um, relate to, particularly around the emotional side of it and perhaps leaving a decision a little bit longer than you should have because of the emotional impact. And do you know what, Leanne, it's something that a lot of the leaders we, we, we talk to say the same thing, but you realize it's not in the best interest of your business when you do that. But Absolutely. It still makes it a tough call, doesn't it? It does, it does. And then one of my, my second biggest um, massive challenge, which was relatively recently, so I decided to set up uh, my second business, which is eBay Limited, and I was just on the path of um, arranging finance backing from a venture capitalist. So we'd received the heads of terms, and then I was diagnosed with um, breast cancer. So I was the leader of that business, and my all my fears came rushing to the surface so that this business would go bust without money. My other business would go bust because we're bankrolled it. Um, and literally, I just thought, wow, I feel like I've fallen apart here, but I can't because I've got to keep this going now. We've gone so far down the journey. Um, and then again, some of my previous coaching fell into place and I realized that this is all about fear. 
And generally, when we feel uncomfortable about something, it is because we fear something. And the fear is always about the unknown. So it's not real. Um, it's something that we suspect. So, you know, you imagine the worst. So in my case, at that point, it would have been, oh, my God, am I going to die? Will I lose the business? Will I lose everything that I've worked for? So for me, it was really taking stock and deciding to just deal with the facts as they come and just get on with it and so so just carry on basically so you know and and just that whole process was you know i was um suspected that i had breast cancer i had to wait two weeks for the diagnosis then i had to wait another two weeks for a scan then another two weeks before my surgery after surgery it was two weeks till i that it was graded and then six weeks after that i went into treatment but i could have worried for that whole 20 weeks and it wasn't going to do me any good it wasn't going to do the business any good so you know, I went with the facts as they were presented to me. And unless I knew what was happening, I just tried not to uh, assume anything. It was like, that's what I know at this point in time. That's what I need to work with. Um, and really, that's enabled me to control the situation. And I thought I'm not wasting energy on trying, you know, to do the what would be, what could be. Um, and actually, I managed to get the investment in, in the end, just after cancer was graded. Clearly, they knew I wasn't going to die. Um, and then worked through. Um, so I worked all the way through, apart from two weeks directly after surgery. And I took the afternoons off throughout my radiotherapy. But the key lesson, I think, in all of that is you can't control or influence a situation then don't waste your energy. Um, and then work on yourself. Let the negativity and all that what-if voices, let them go. And what I would say to most business leaders is we all do it and we all have this what-if. And the biggest negative impact that we have on our lives is generally our own voice. Um, and it's like working with somebody uh, to help you relieve yourself of that, really. Uh, I don't know what to say, Leanne, in terms of well, I'm, I'm wishing you all the best with your treatment going forward. And you're, you're through the treatment, are you now? Or? Yeah, 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 all's good, all is good. So I had scans again this year and all good. Well, that's fantastic. And thank you for sharing that because that doesn't half show incredible resilience and, and positive mindset. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and, I, and I do think that that's that's half of our battle. Um, and, you know, realistically, when we when we have all these fears and we you know get that horrible feeling in our stomach and you just think, well, why do we feel like that? And normally, I mean, in, in this whole case here, it wasn't about me and the cancer. It was about, oh, my God, I'm letting the team down. What if the business fails? Um, I'm not going to be able to employ these people. So the fear was about failure um and we've got so far and then suddenly it was about failure um so actually it isn't even to do with the the thing that you're facing at that point in time is it and i think we all have these fears and it's what are they and they are i would say nine times out of ten completely irrational and your thought process is never as bad as the actual outcome that's oh, it's always worse sorry yeah the phrase i like about, about fear is the only thing that you fear is fear itself yes <laughs> that's that's what it is isn't it absolutely absolutely to round up Leanne what would what you know having faced all of that and grown a new business started a new business what three practical pieces of advice would you give to aspiring leaders or people aspiring to set up their own business 
then a three piece of advice I'd give really is, you know, if you're wanting to set up your, your own business, then look at the bigger picture. So look forwards and outwards. And I think most people, if you're coming from within a, a corporate organization, then you tend to just look inwards within within your organization. So definitely look, look outwards. Um, and then I would say that, you know, the health of the business is your responsibility. So what do I mean by that? Well, if it's, you know, and anything from a one-man band up to creating a, a, an organization yourself, but the stakeholders, the people that have a vested interest in into your business, and that could be just yourself, it could be yourself and your team members, it could be that somebody's financially backed you, but the health of what you're trying to achieve and that business itself is down to you. Um, and I would say don't instruct, inspire, so engage your workforce if you've got people, and if it's just yourself, then it's about accountability, ownership, but still like having that vision um, and again if it's just you then focusing on what is your vision and what are you trying to achieve and stick to that and if you have a team then it's about communicating that vision to ensure that all the team are on the same journey and in terms of then developing yourself as a leader then I would say you know get yourself a mentor or a coach. And I'd say there's lots of different coaches out there um, and find one that's best for you. So my current coach, for example, that I work with is all about me staying grounded and knowing when I've done enough. Um, so I just felt that I, my whole life was work, work, work and there was no work-life balance really. So that was about, that, that's what I have coaching for today. Also network groups. So I think join some network groups that are right for you where you can meet peers and like-minded people. But you also can learn a lot from people at, um, networking group so um i met you rebecca at a networking event run by vistage and rsm uh and you were spoke about your new book and winning big in sales which for me was a great session so i learned a lot from that sales is a topic that i think most business um most businesses find difficult uh, particularly early stage businesses so again it's just adapting and professionally learning all the time a continuous learning is um is something that we all all leaders really talk about isn't it and absolutely and there's so much good information about as you say um i love those tips leanne thank you i think they're going to be hugely beneficial um and it all links into your you know the health of your business is your responsibility you're accountable for your actions it's it's down to you isn't it yeah work absolutely you, but it is your responsibility and you want people in the business that also have that kind of mindset and responsible approach um, and are accountable for their actions and what they do. So I'd like to say on that note, Leanne, thank you very much indeed. I really appreciate what you've shared on this podcast. It's really going to inspire our listeners some great practical advice and sound tips. Yeah, before we wrap up, finally, Leanne, is there anything you want to share about what you're working on at the moment in terms of eBay or anything like that coming up that you want to sort of share with the listeners? Yes, yeah, so eBay for us, we're say we're an early stage business. So really now we're looking to get commercial traction. Um, so we've we have the product now, we have customers on board. So the next stage is for us is to to gain greater commercial traction, uh, which is where we are. And I think there's you know again there's that balance. We're we're digitizing a process, which I think is is important and current times have shown us that you know having something that's digitized uh, makes it more efficient and work better. But I think contrary to that as well, there's also an issue about um, you know, digitization, computer stuff and mental health and well-being because it never switches off this digital world. Um, so, you know, the two things have to be coupled together. Absolutely. 
Well, a big thank you for me for everything you shared. You know, that's, you've had some uh, really personal stories you shared there and some really good, useful insights into, you know, kind of your own experiences of running a business, your views on leadership and everything else that's, that's gone along with that. Um, so a big thank you from me um, for sharing everything that you did. Um, and yeah, just a really, really insightful, inspiring podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you both for your time. Thank you, Leanne.